Have you ever felt overwhelmed by life or unable to see any other way through? Maybe you've even said to yourself, there has to be a better way. The good news is that there is always a better way. It's time to reclaim your humanity. Welcome to Getting to Unstuck, the 20-minute jolt that you need to help you in life and work. So let's get started. Evening from me. Yes, yes. great. Yes. What time is it over there in Belgrade right now? It's 4 30 p.m. 4 30. 10 30 in Toronto and 7 30 on the West Coast. And starting to get some light in the sky. (laughs) We're holding a whole day coaching. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, thank you. If you are just joining us, welcome. This is our show called Getting to Unstuck. It's a live conversation that the three of us have. And on Tuesdays, which is Teamwork Tuesdays, we're always talking about teams and leadership. And today we're going to be talking about five key lessons for team leaders. And just to give you a little insight into where these five key lessons are coming from, we're wrapping up this past month of January that was focused on health and well-being. And we're going to have a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But this this month has been very focused on, in our teams, how we build healthy teams and the well-being within those teams. And uh, on Thursdays, we've been talking about Thriving Thursdays, how we as individuals and as leaders nourish and nurture and grow that in ourselves. Mm. So with these five lessons, we're going to be reviewing five of our episodes this last month that were key episodes, we believe, in what we're talking about. And so, Colin, I'm going to let you take it yep. off the top, starting with episode, I believe it was 14? 14. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember. We, we, so this, this month we, we focused really on, on health and well-being, right, of, of mm-hmm. teams and, and of individuals. And that, that, that particular episode spoke about addiction to growth. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 what that means society society wise and what that means mm-hmm. team wise and how that really impacts you as a leader or an individual in in a team. And I think there was four or five kind of key takeaways mm-hmm. uh, from that from that from that conversation we had. The, the first one was re, was really related to acknowledging the tension that that that's there. Right. And the fact that we've almost normalized that tension and that stress and how that how we feel that personally in our body and how that might manifest. So recognize and acknowledge the tension that it's not normal and it's okay to feel that way and that there's a way out of that. And it doesn't have to be medication and it doesn't have to be other sort of coping mechanisms. I think the second point that we that we brought up was the idea of dismantling the belief systems that we might be telling ourselves or that mm-hmm. a society or work or other team members might be might be saying to us or 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 telling ourselves right we tell ourselves a lot of stories all day long so so acknowledge the tension recognize that it doesn't have to be this way 
begin to think about how you can dismantle those stories and those beliefs that that aren't necessarily you know serving you and then the 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 third point that we that we were talking about was just because the undertone can be reactivity and a lot of negativity and things that can can kind of insert themselves into the into the workplace and not be serving you and not be serving others and not be productive for you the the third point and and i think it was carol that brought up was ask yourself how you're showing up mm-hmm. right because sometimes we're at work and we're in the office and and we're on autopilot, right? Yes. So, so just just ask yourself, how am I showing up? How am I reacting? What am I, you know, what am I? How am I interacting with my teammates mm-hmm. or how am I interacting with the team that that I lead? And the fourth point was really challenge the thinking, challenge those thoughts, challenge mm-hmm. the beliefs. It's time as we've been speaking about for the last few months, it's really time to question everything, isn't it? You know, <laughs> in, in this, in this modern complex world that we live in. And, and, and so, so yeah, question everything, question who you are being and really identify what's not right. And mm. uh, so that, that was, that was a fun, punchy, punchy conversation. And in fact, we, we we didn't want to finish speaking about it, and we did another episode, didn't we, on 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 degrowth with our first guest. So mm-hmm. so that was those were the those were the addiction to growth kind of key points, the key takeaways to mm-hmm. to, uh, to to recognize and 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 work through and work with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we spoke. Oh, go ahead, Carol. No, I was just going to say what was episode episode fifteen. It, they all seem to fit together. So what yes. was. 15, I, I was, sorry, looking at my notes. <laughs> yeah, we have to, I, do we number our podcasts? I can't remember. I, I guess we do. I just, yes. I <laughs> so you number our podcasts and I forget them. <laughs> but I think the next one was, was really um, about the, we called it the ultimate cocktail, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the ultimate cocktail around teams. And what does that mean, right? And when when we were having that conversation, we really used the analogy, and we could have used a food analogy, but we used a, a drink analogy, right? Or a cocktail analogy, mm-hmm. where to make a great cocktail, you have to have all the right ingredients, you have to have them in the right proportions, you have to have the right, what's the word, sequence or how you, how you mix mm-hmm. them is important, yeah. right? Yeah. And how it's presented is important and also how it's nurtured, right? So unless you're doing shots, I guess, <laughs> which would be sort of fast food, uh, fast food teamwork. But the, <laughs> what we were trying to convey in that, in that episode was imagine your team is like mixing a great cocktail, because I think a lot of leaders put a bunch of people in a room, right? With tasks and think, oh, that's a team, but it's really not. So what we wanted to convey was this organic living nature of a team and of the people that you put together in a room. And if you can, if you can recognize that it's organic, recognize that it's like putting together a cocktail and understand the individual humanity of all those essential ingredients. Mm. Right. And, and, and begin to treat the team that you've got and your colleagues, if you're a team member, that as as individual human beings, that we we so often in the past anyway, 
thought there was a dividing line between my personal life and my professional life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're supposed yeah. to leave everything at the door. Mm-hmm. And our message was, let's just remember, we don't know what's going on at home in their mm-hmm. pers- personal lives and family lives. And they're, they're, it's, it's not so obvious or easy to have that, that, that draw that line in the sand when they, when your colleagues walk through the door. So that was, that was the ultimate cocktail. And, and I think, I think that's a pretty good metaphor we used to, to, to put together, to put together team and nurture it and, Mm -hmm. and, and treat it with humanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those were, yeah, those were a couple of them and uh, over to to the next ones. Well, and just one more thought about that ultimate cocktail. I remember Carol, you saying to think about one of the keys with recipes and even with cocktails is sometimes the subtle, the subtle flavors that, mm-hmm. that that can be highlighted and that actually are the the thing that that makes it that much more amazing. Yeah. Um, That's right. About our teams and to be thinking about where is this, where are the subtle influences happening that are. Mm-hmm. That we've just been almost taking for granted and to stop and realize like, how can we highlight those, draw them out, allow Mm -hmm. them to shine more ways. Yeah. So, yeah. So in episode 16, we were talking about the wheel of life and the wheel of life is from, it's actually a very ancient from our perspective, thousands of years old, not, not tool. I would say, well, maybe a tool, but it's it's something that comes out of wisdom, wisdom traditions. And it's around how we can look at our lives holistically. And I think that one of the key things for me, and I've been doing Wheel of Life work for the last, for a while, one of the key things for me is about the idea of balance. And I think we're, you know, we're, we're living mm-hmm. right now in a season in work culture. And I come, I come from a lot, I work with a lot of startups and startup culture is insatiable about the mm-hmm. hustle is insatiable about the hustle. And so the wheel of life calls us back. Like, you know, the idea of a hustle, hustle culture and a hustle mentality is it's a, it's a very new concept and it's really, while it can get stuff done, it's, Mm -hmm. I I don't believe it's the healthiest way forward in terms of if it's just so driven, right? Like our lives are about more than what we're driven to do. And so the wheel of life is an opportunity. There's eight parts to the wheel of life in particular on our whole human coach, whole human wheel of life that we have over at wholehumancoaching.com. Personal growth, health and wellness, community and relationships, friendships, home environment, money and finances, career and work, and fun and joy. So like we were saying this last in the month of January, we've been, we're focusing on health and well-being. So there's a couple of things about balance and that the, the health and well-being, bringing balance into our teams as leaders that came away from that episode. And that I think are really worth talking about and uh, leaving here as lessons for people to think about how they want to integrate that truth into where they're at and, mm-hmm. and whatever age of leadership they're at. Uh, one is that by thinking about things in terms of balance, it takes a judgment out of things. So when we look at our mm-hmm. own wheel of life and we realize, I know for me personally, my wheel of life looks more like a wonky spider web a lot of times. <laughs> I'm totally honest, right? Like, and it, as for me as a leader, it reminds me that if it's like that for me, it's probably like that for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so it helps me as for those that I am leading in any other part of my life think it gives me a sense of empathy and compassion for the people that I'm leading. And I think that's a really key thing that we really want from 
our leaders is we want empathy and compassion. Mm. And sometimes those things may not come naturally to us because we are so driven in work culture to make quick decisions and snap judgments and to hold people accountable and responsible that, that thinking about the wheel of life offers us an opportunity to be much more empathetic. So I want to encourage leaders that if you're for, for your team, think about, think about the opportunity is to, to lean into considering what matters to each person that's coming to the table or that you're sharing, you're sharing this work vision with, and in, in this, this micro mission, which is what we referred to back in December. And we keep on calling our ourselves back to in the idea of allowing and, and creating space inside of us to be able to hold space in a wider context for the teams. Mm. That and it doesn't, I don't mean that as some kind of ephemeral thing. I mean, it as a very, a very tangible way that we can set things up. Mm-hmm. So in episode 17, uh, we talked about the exact opposite, <laughs> which was like, we had more of a yin yang conversation going on in, yeah, in episode we 17 because we talked about gaslighting. And gaslighting, we talked about gaslighting versus real leadership. And I remember when we first started looking about this as a concept, and we were thinking about it in terms of when we've been gaslit. Like that was how I know for me personally, I'm speaking, speaking for myself, that I was thinking about how it was recalling times when I know that I've been gaslit in the workplace, in life, and and recognizing it in language. But we sat with it and we realized that the best use of it in the context of our conversation was for leaders to understand when they have dipped into using gaslighting or unknowingly or knowingly, there is, there's, there's space for us to hold both of those things. And so I, I I thought it'd be interesting to leave some statements here uh, that came out of that conversation for people to understand if how gaslighting can show up in, in, as in leadership. So some of them are when we say, when we, there's an accusation that someone is crazy or being illogical in mm-hmm. in their conclusions or when they're trying to bring something up. That's a gaslighting situation because it's like a bait and switch. We're not wanting to be held to account. Another another way that it shows up is if we're called out on something, if someone is courageous enough to point out actions that we've taken, even if it was in jest, but it was there's a cruelty and it wasn't it it was just not kind it was not in from a from a kind space when a gaslighting statement is saying well i was just joking as if if you mm-hmm. don't find it funny you are the problem right right mm-hmm. i've had that used on me and so it's not comfortable and and that's you know as leaders we're we are worth so much more our leadership is so it's such a, a our, our leadership is such a precious trust that mm-hmm. we deserve to give ourselves the ability to not use those kind of statements on people. You know, when we, in, when there's something inferred that says, you made me do it as in like you, I lost, I'm, I'm sorry, I got angry, but your actions made me angry. And that's, that's relinquishing power as a leader. That's actually giving someone else power that they don't, they didn't ask for, they don't deserve, or this is all your fault very common gaslighting. We see that in politics all the time, right? It's always someone else's fault that the budget is someone else's fault. Any, anything is called out. And, you know, when we're the, when we're the people hearing people say that we're not fooled by that mm. yet, it's a default that leaders use often, not just in politics, but in a lot of areas. Um, 
Another, another one that I just thought would be really important to highlight is when someone says, I'm only telling you this because I care, because I love you, because I'm looking out for you. Those mm. are statements and a better statement would be just to lay things out and not put anything back on the person, right? They don't, they don't, if we're, if we're wanting to address things that are, should be held to account as leaders, just let's address them. Let's use clean language because mm -hmm. clean and clear is kind. So those are some of the things that came out of that episode. And that for me personally is it's, it's an ongoing life lesson that I think that we can all use as we grow ourselves in becoming mm -hmm. leaders that truly, truly hold ourselves accountable. Mm. We're leading. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm reminded of in both of your recaps of our conversations is how important our words are. Completely. Mm. You know, each of those, as you were describing them, I'm thinking, oh, our language, what words we choose are the critical pieces here yeah. because our, our words have such power. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, we wrapped the month with our first guest, which was an amazing, a wonderful experience. We had Sarah Riley, 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 RNG strategic, and she is such a human being that is aligned with everything that we believe about how we will make a difference to change business in the world. And it was tied in so beautifully in as we looked at how it impacts teams, mm -hmm. because it goes back to our very first conversation of the month about addiction to growth. Mm -hmm. And what are the alternatives? Well, the alternative, as Riley shared with us, is actually to look at degrowth, mm -hmm. looking at, at not measuring success in the same old ways. And it's so much in alignment with all of the conversations that we've had about how sustainable human beings need to be considered, mm -hmm. not just the bottom line or the profit or the, the way that we establish profit. But what Riley really highlighted, as, as I remember, is what really struck me was that there is this tension that exists in the world of commerce, that moving ahead, getting better, growing, having profits is all what we have learned about how we do business. And the other side of it that allows us to consider changing how the world of business looks means that we need to look at abundance in a different way. Mm -hmm. We need to look at, at success in a different way. And it really requires us to be rigorous in what, in what we're measuring and how we're looking at each other. Mm -hmm. And not just from a way of painting a picture about being, oh, we're green or we're sustainable or we're this, but yeah. actually walking the talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not just the performance. Oh, absolutely. And that yeah. Yeah. if we are doing it for performance, it has no value. So it mm -hmm. is re-evaluating from that perspective of, of B Corp, what would that look like? What would it look like to be an organization that is fully engaged in operating in a different way? Yeah. So what are those assessment tools? What are those ways of looking at well health and well-being from a team perspective that is actually generated from the bottom line of how a business is run? Yeah. So Riley was a perfect guest for us to wrap this month and looking at well-being 
not just from an individual basis, not even just from a team basis, but from a global basis. Yeah. What does health and well-being mean for all of us? Yeah, yeah. And I think that what was really very evident in that conversation and in what we're seeing is not only is it that it's, you know, it that it's also about resonance for for teams and leaders and businesses um authenticity resonates with people right when it's mm-hmm. when it's not lip service and our whole our whole month but our whole work here at whole human coaching and how we work with teams is about helping them build build that resonance and and really be in alignment together moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really an important thing for people to understand and to offer people to, if you're if you're a leader and, and you're wondering how to do that, you can it can feel it can feel really lonely and it can you can feel lost and you can feel like you're in a dark room trying to find a light switch about how you said like Colin earlier in our conversation you talked about how we can throw all these people can be thrown into a room or onto a project and all of a sudden they're magically a team right and that's that just doesn't really happen there are that there has to be cohesion that that is there and so we're going to be uh, later this month we'll be announcing it shortly we have a master class that's going to be coming up with us that is going to be about teams and about building building that for our teams so we want to invite people to just keep your ears peeled for that and as we release the date and uh, how you can participate in that mm-hmm. uh, but that is that's a big part of our work and that's a big part of our passion why we do what we do we are we are coaches and leaders that have come out of some fantastic teams that have I, they have taught us a lot sometimes they've been very painful lessons that we've learned uh, but we've also seen some really great things and we love being a part of that and helping people build that. Mm, yes. I mean, this idea that that we can reclaim who we are mm-hmm. when we're doing what we do so many hours of our lives yeah. is just, a, I think that's what keeps me motivated and excited and energized by the work yeah. that we do. Yep, exactly. And next month's going to be super interesting because we're, we're going to look at all these things through the, through the lens of relationships and community. Mm-hmm. And I love that one because for me, community is so important, especially post, you know what? So, <laughs> so I can't even say it, <laughs> but, but, yeah. but that, that's, that's what we're going to be doing in the, in the month ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tips, tools, so, techniques, ideas, we'll bring it all for the, yeah. for how we can build, be building community in the month of February. Yeah. Classic. So. I think that's a wrap. I think we've won a little bit overtime today. So maybe, yeah, we, should, we, uh, maybe we should cut it and cut here and uh, see everybody in February for relationships and community. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And Don't forget, one, uh, we referred to the Wheel of Life. If you want oh. to take the Wheel of Life, take our whole human <laughs> Wheel of Life, head on over to wholehumancoaching.com and find it there. And as well, you can find us. Do all of this. There you <laughs> yes. go. Like, subscribe. This I feel that this part I feel is so shameless. It's like like and subscribe and and, and share whatever we are and and go and do all that stuff. We love you for it. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. If you want to learn more about who we are and who we work with, find us at wholehumancoaching.com. You can find us everywhere on our socials, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Whole Human Coaching. 